What's up, everybody? It's Left Look. Today's uh, Sunday, August the 13th, and I'm here, as always, with my two best friends, DJ. Howdy, partner. And Jacob. Hello, brother Julian. Hello. Brother Julian. And, uh, yeah, it's Left Look. It sure is. you guys. <laughs> oh, you know, same old, same old. I'm here. That's good. Eh. I love that. Yeah, being present being uh existing uh yeah. those we are thank those you are for things that, brother I, dj yeah you know i I'm, I'm doing all i can uh yeah so should i just tear through this I'll, yes no. please this is a premier independent podcast from the gato institute where we'll be taking a look at canadian and international arts culture and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased loving perspective plus you the podcast independent on parks and lawns the institute gato we do examine all the art the culture the liberty small canadian and international but we're offering perspective impartially to gauche oh wow wow impeccable impeccable that was quick i feel yeah i uh this this was you this was you julian that was you <laughs> You tore it up. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> oh, you tore it up. I see. You tore it up. I, I was much more negative in my understanding. <laughs> I, I apologize. I uh, I was just leaving that empty silence there because I was hoping you would get through that so I would have time to think about what I was going to say on the other side because there's, mm. there's no apologies uh, to be made this week. Uh, so I was just going to jump right into the first article, which was uh, – you know, today is International Lefties Day, and I was just going to read from this article. Is it Lefties today? Day? Yeah. So this oh, is like Morrison. left-handed. Uh, it blew my joke. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. Uh, yeah, it's International <laughs> Left-Handed Day. I was going to discover it on air. You both. Uh, <laughs> we discovered it for you. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way we get a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was no. what uh, going to be the point of the joke, basically. Too is we don't get a day. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. and then to call May- it International Lefties Day. Come on. Yeah, yeah. May Day is su- suppressed, right? Which is our actual holiday, and uh, then they have Labor Day in September, just to confuse people. Even though yeah. Labor Day is on yeah. May Day, which has just been bastardized, anyways. Disgusting. Yeah, um, hideous. Hey, enjoy the last weekend of summer, folks. Go out and buy everything you can. Why is what? it called Labor Day? Oh, don't worry about it. Oh. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, happy International Left-Handed Day. I, I don't want to take that away from people. I just wanted to make a very shitty joke and then continue to into our weekly apology bit by apologizing for that shitty joke. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to have you always got to have something, eh? Yeah, thanks. Always got to have one apology. Locked and loaded. I have lots this week. I'm gonna limit it just so we're not eating up so much time with bullshit, you know. But uh, sure, we might we might have to. We might have to just <laughs> have to a eat bullshit up time episode. with bullshit. Yeah, that's all we have to eat yeah. here. You think Charles caters? Uh huh. You guys make me feel so good about the product we put our soul into. Uh, <laughs> Guy Debord is the author of Society of the Spectacle. Uh, I couldn't remember it while we were on air. Uh, I heard myself uh, this week going, who wrote Society of the Spectacle? And I could see myself in my mind's eye turning to my bookshelf and looking for it. And I was listening in my shed, smoking a gigantic amount of weed. And I went, it's Guy Debord. How do you not know that? You know, you idiot, Jacob. Clearly. spell that just for everybody? G U Y D E B O R D. Okay. Guide to boys, the Americans. Guide to board. No way. <laughs> um, anyways, I wonder uh, what kind of timber they're sawing. You think it's fine? That's, that's fucking funny. No, it's not. <laughs> I, caught that, I caught that one at least. So I'm going to give you your credit because once again, I just, another week of me just passing over brilliant jokes by you dj um, yeah. <laughs> i think uh i think the problem is you gotta get you gotta record in that shed uh oh, i did take fun. i did hit a little bit of the magic sauce this week just so i would relax a little and oh. not be like such a bloodhound on the point and that's why i worked up that little whimsical august the 13th joke you know left-handed day that you guys ruined so spectacularly <laughs> yeah hi that's what we're here for <laughs> Um, we don't know, contribute, we just ruin things. 
<laughs> in another episode, I uh, I referred to some war gaming that I was doing into my head about how the U.S. would take on China, and I, I was referring to how I would carve up China afterwards if I was a victorious America, and it mm-hmm. made in the. Uh, you know, the throes of me wargaming in my head, my little map game in my head. I said the words freed Tibet mm-hmm. and uh, Julian laughed and I glossed over it. And it was, he was right to laugh. Tibet was not, doesn't need to be freed, right? It was, <laughs> it was liberated by Mao, right? Like yes. uh, the, the society that Mao invaded was disgusting and that's the correct view. But I would frame it as I had freed uh, uh, Tibet if I was the American, you know, (laughs) overlord invading. The bit stands, but I'm still apologetic because these are correct. And then uh, the third bit is uh, I am really sorry for the uh, transphobia thing that uh, we engaged in. Uh, Me me especially. I said one line like, uh, uh, it's a she after being... uh, confused about the gender of some character we were talking about it's unimportant her her status as a person is unimportant to this furthering my transphobia <laughs> but fuck well, we'll get there one day he but anyways, uh, the, he, the, he the, digs one hole and throws the dirt over his shoulder <laughs> into the other hole <laughs> one day I mean, uh, this ouroboros of fucking apologies the, will uh, settle itself but i really the, just wanted to apologize for policing julian because i do that too much. <laughs> Well, somebody and Julian's to. an intelligent guy, and he knows that he's joking, and he can dance up to the line on his own like a big boy. Yeah, and fall on it. Um, you fall do over time. To time. <laughs> trip. I trip on that line. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the easy out there when you say if you ha- you mentioned you allegedly said that it's a she. Uh, you just yeah. meant it the pronoun. Boom. Done. Uh, they don't identify as it. Um, no, the pronoun. So the pronoun itself is it. Yeah, it's, I think most people would find that distasteful at the very least, if if uh, technically correct. Technically correct is the worst kind of correct. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Not, according to, uh, what's his name from Futurama, the Jamaican guy, Conrad. Oh, yeah. Technically correct Hermes. is the best type. Of, yeah, you're right. Hermes, Conrad. And, but anyways, uh, that's for bureaucrats, and we're not that. No, we're to not. To you. I uh, was I always loved the lore building they did, just for the like weird society of bureaucracy that had no, it had no right being as deep as it was. But they just went, ah, yeah, there it is. They've got a whole secret world of bureaucracy. Don't look into it too much. I thought it was brilliant, you know. Yeah. But whatever the the whole show was brilliant yeah very well written way ahead of the simpsons and the simpsons was you know like the pinnacle of culture uh, according to some people right yeah the guy just just slapped over his whole career we'll just give matt groaning (laughs) the crown um yeah i don't know what do you guys want to talk about next uh um, I, I did have something insightful moments ago, but I've since forgotten about it, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> that shit, shit, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes we're talking about a thing, and I go, "Huh, yeah, I should, I should expand on that," and then I don't. Uh-huh. Which, uh-huh. which is, which is not good. Um, here's something. I was thinking about, yeah. I was thinking about things to talk about on my walk earlier, and uh, I didn't come up with many. Um. But here's one. Um, how do you two feel about uh, experimentation in media? In media? Yeah. Pretty supportive. I but I am unsure of what you mean. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's a trick question. It, it's a, yeah. it's a it's a lead-in question, but your your earnestness uh, would be appreciated. <laughs> um. Good. I support it. Okay. Right. And I think as a more logical being than some of our uh, more reactive ilk, yep. I think that's maybe more of an appropriate view to have, that experimentation in media is generally pretty good. Some ideas are out there and maybe pretty crazy, but trying them at least is worth merit. 
Yeah. Uh, can I just clarify real quick? Sure. You mean like doing new and interesting stuff with media, not like portraying science experiments in media, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's a place for that too. And uh, uh, see last week's episode on Barbie and Oppenheimer for more information. Yeah, I was I was wondering if that's where you're going here. No, no, uh, but I, I am I'm gonna rail on film for a second here. Oh please. The other day I watched a film called The Green Knight. Oh, oh I saw I remember that when that came out, and I remember thinking I don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think it was 2019. Uh, it's on it's on Prime right now. If anybody hears this, and it's still on Prime, and they want to watch it. And uh, I had had it on my watch list for a little while, thinking, okay, I'll get to it. And yesterday, I just kind of had a lazy day, so I threw it on. And uh, yeah. before it started, or near the beginning, I had checked uh, the lead actor. Because... Um, Isn't it the guy from Lion? Uh, Dev Mattel? Dev, Dev Patel? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he won like an Academy Award for this movie called Lion, mm. where he gets separated from his parents at a young age he, and raised pretty, by pretty white good people. actor. Yeah. Uh, um, Anyways, go ahead. Uh, just, just you know, I I checked the casting and I went, oh okay. And then uh, I I saw the film only had like a six point five on IMDb, and I thought, well, that's, you know, it seems like a well made film. You know, a lot of these shots are really pretty. The set design's really cool. The film uh -huh. used a lot of interesting lighting. And um, as the film progresses, it gets a lot more weird mm. with its like hard cuts to theoretical timelines or like plausibilities or weird second takes or worries that some characters might have. And uh, while I don't think it is the most experimental, it was definitely a jarring experience, but I, I, I came away at the end of it not loving the film, but appreciating what it did to uh. offer a really just jarring experience. Huh. And um, I don't know. How do y'all feel about that? Uh, does, does, clearly, most people think it was bad. You know, most people <laughs> think that this approach is not good, but... I don't know. I I kind of, um, with more exposure to comic books and stuff like that, I was kind of like, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. Just having these weird, jarring flashes to what the character is maybe supposing the future could be, and just, but you don't tell the reader. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Here's some horrifying possible future, and then it snapped back to reality, and the character was like, ah, oh, no, I don't want that. Uh, having not seen the movie, I uh, I can only you know broadly uh, comment on the question, which is experimentality and and media, right? I, yeah. Uh, I I said at the beginning, you know, broadly support, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even know why media or art generally has to even defend itself for that, right? Why does it have to be apologetic? Mm -hmm. It should be art should be on the attack. It's self evident that it's good for everybody that it does whatever the fuck it wants basically right and uh i uh, i you know try to think of how i would explain that to a another person who is just you know as cantankerous as i am and is just like as values things as nickels and dimes only and has is soulless and has no heart for things like that mm -hmm. uh, and uh i can only say you you know you look down on somebody who doesn't appreciate experimentality in art and be like, you know, do you not understand? Like the economy is so complicated. It's, it's so much more complicated than you're giving it credit and let that you would turn down a buff and experimentality and research and things like that. Right. Like the, uh, the, the, uh, ways that uh, nobles will interact with each other, giving you more unity, the way that uh, that allows for another service sector of the economy that which supports more intellectuals who might have more people who uh, get into the hard sciences and research one day, right? Like the so the sociopathic fucking uh, steampunk overlord way that you should look at it and be like, yeah, obviously great, right? But mm -hmm. then for me, 
I never wanted to see that Green Knight film because I am cantankerous and conservative in my fucking uh, media ingestation. I fucking don't want to see anything unless it's been fucking, it's great or I'm watching it for a meme. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's definitely the way the majority of people, and even myself, you know, I didn't think it was a wonderful viewing experience, but it definitely had merit. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, just just weird this this strange balance that uh, our society in this in this present capitalistic stage we're in is trying uh-huh. to balance this thing between like, ah yep art good keep make it but don't make it weird that bad yeah no sell good if weird make yeah make sure it's profitable yeah it's good that you uh, enjoyed it it's good that art is experimental it's bad that the, i'm the way that i am and that the rest of the people are the way that they are but god is it quicker there's so much uh, media to ingest you'll never be able to ingest it all mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know just tasting what you like after a while is a hard rhythm to not fall into sorry julian we've kind of hogged the mic what do you think oh it's okay i've got a fucking banger coming up here Uh, My favorite quote about art is that it should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. And both of those are frontiers, you know, like Mm. you got to you got to push to find out either what's comforting in like the present cultural moment or what's disturbing. And uh, yeah, you're not going to push either of those frontiers without experimenting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to note at this juncture that the story is, I don't know if it follows it point for point, but it's definitely based off of the old, uh, um, the the epic of King Arthur and the various tales that spin away from uh, that saga. So so in, in that vein, it's, it's kind of even more interesting that taking such an old and... Uh, well-known, well-tread story, and then twisting it to—I I don't know—maybe be disturbing. There was definitely some some really um, liminal shots in this film. Some really just—I'd say bordering on disturbing. But um, spoiler alert: give more away. Uh, so elusive. Uh, I don't know. That, that's that's the thing. That's another big thing. Is uh, I think similarly to how we gauged the parallax view, there were a lot of shots in this movie that were just kind of slow, but they were slow to give the lead character this 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 moment of drawn out exposure to their circumstances. Ah, this thing I am doing, or I am stuck in right now is pretty awful yeah but that but that doesn't sell that doesn't you know doing stuff like that and that doesn't hold people's attention that's not action that's not cool i become motion sick if things don't move (laughs) really quickly so unmotion sick stillness sick no but it's like i've been moving for so long that the world is moving still and i'm not you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh You get vertigo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Vertinogo. Makes me want to throw up. I'm just like, oh. (laughs) Give me more dopamine immediately. (laughs) Please, I need it. I'm thinking. Stop. We need Marvel pacing or it's done. I I got an alert uh, a couple weeks ago. That just made me just disgust in myself. It was like you're uh, you you were on your phone for 13 hours and 35 minutes a, uh, a day last week. And I was like, oof! <laughs> I was like, oof! Right? That is far and away the highest it's ever been. And Rookie then, numbers. Yeah, last week I saw it was down 17 percent to 11 hours Ooh. a day, and I was like, oh, you did it, Jake! You're, <laughs> you're on the up and up. Come on, keep going. Yeah. Um, Let's get it under the double digits next time. Brutal. It's got to have given me cancer by now, Um, (laughs) or something worse. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had something uh, that I was going to move into. We uh, are we done, or did Julian? Did you have something that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, no. All right. right. (laughs) 
I'll, I'll riff something out, though, if you want. Well, you should uh, come up with something to riff out while I'm doing this one. How about that? News. Uh, <laughs> well, if we're going to do news, we'll do news back to back. These Maui fires. You guys heard about that? Maui, a little bit. I don't think that's, don't think that's right. Nope, Maui. Uh, Lahaina. Lahaina. Whatever. Fuck you. Words. Hawaiian uh, is, sorry to cut in, Hawaiian is such an interesting language. Polynesian. Yeah, it, it's such a. I looked into it very briefly, but just phonetically, uh, linguistically, uh, grammatically, yeah. much oh. like the island is very isolated, which it's just crazy. It seems complicated and poetic. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, Ooh, but but very easy to like once you know the the building blocks of it, you just go oh. You know, it's similar to Japanese in that regard, in my mind, that, oh, these 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 things make these noises, and there you go. That's all we have, so just the, know those ones, and you're good. I think, the, <laughs> I think the hard vowels, you know, only separated by aspirations, too, lends itself to just, like, a beautiful sound, like, O-A-E-O-E, mm -hmm. that's what I mean, like... It's more like singing. By just, yeah, and just separated by, like, hard ha <laughs> sounds. Uh, and, uh, that's why people like know, French. You know, I don't, I think lots of people hate French, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, there's a meme that only the, uh, the Europeans, uh, sorry, only the North Americans like the French and all the Europeans just hate the French. Wow. I think, I think they're, uh. That's fair though. Yeah. yeah. That, being their neighbor for a thousand years will do that. <laughs> um, so anyways, 93 people have died so far yeah. in this place. That's brutal. Right. Mm -hmm. of, of a volcano fire wildfire brutal i blew that um <laughs> it was it started I, uh, by the volcano at least or no yeah i don't know I, I, it's <laughs> not why i brought it up right and i am using these people as a as a i don't know a trojan horse to talk about what i want to talk about mm. and it's sad that they died and i'm sorry that they died and it's disgusting that those mainly indigenous people don't have the services that you know those billionaires got in the sub a couple weeks ago yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been so easy to fly yeah where's five the big navy planes. yeah right yeah where's the navy mobilization for that right there's no way there's not navy assets on the fucking island mm -hmm. do you know what i mean the greatest yeah. pacific asset that the americans have if if i can just jump in with the article here talking or an article i found um just about how they don't have services yeah, deadliest wildfire in the states in more than 100 years. That's crazy, mm -hmm. considering what California's been going through. Mm -hmm. uh, Mau Maui, it's just Maui, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maui lost yep. power and communications. The largest siren system in the world remained silent. Mm -hmm. Like, they, what? Their systems were offline, or like taken offline by this fire? That is really depressing. Yeah. You know, my, uh, Hawaii's not some fucking backwater shit-stained coral reef either, right? Mm -hmm. A million no. people plus live on the fucking main island. Yeah, yeah um, there are resources and people and money over there. It's just that none of it wanted to be shared. Yeah. It's all devoted to tourism, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and the touristy where... part wasn't on fire, so fuck it. Yeah, so fuck <laughs> it is right. So there's nothing for anybody. But this is where we descend into... Uh, where I wanted to take it, which is intra-left violence mm. and muck, right? Which is going to make me look bad, because I that's what I like to do is make myself look bad. On <laughs> I don't know why. By um, just starting leftist infighting, is that what we're about to do? Oh yeah, uh, I'll, right. I'll get but, the knuckles on. Oh yeah, actually, let's the, really fucking uh, get into a bunch it here. Of the, a bunch of the sites that I follow or, you know, posters that I follow that are leftists, uh, their opinion on it, that it should be a land back issue, that the island is uh, exclusively Native American and should be a sovereign nation apart from the Americans. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be like, why do you guys got to be like that, right? <laughs> There's, it's never happening, right? Why can't you at least, you know, join me in the march to realistic utopia or they they feel so hopeless i think that their demands for true justice are just like their own rage and revolution of them their own that you know by bearing witness to what they think would be fair mm -hmm. that they uh 
that they do more justice, but it's like, my guy, now I get painted with the brush that says leftists want Hawaii to be a separatist native fucking nation, right? As a, as a fellow leftist, right? Because that's what conservatives can do. They can paint you with such wide brushes. And I understand, and I, I believe in reparations, right? But like... Wait a minute. <laughs> what? You're, you're for reparations, but against land back? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Money. You get a check. That's it. It's yeah, our land. Just, what? Just get sucked right back into the capital system. Yeah. You know? Well, I've, what I think they should get, and like everybody, is uh, free food, free housing, and free water. That should be the three, uh, the three guarantees of all subjects of the crown. And then <laughs> you should be able to maintain your own culture if you have all those three guaranteed to you. Give me a fucking break, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you that those should be guaranteed. I'm with you. Yeah. But those are reparations enough, and then on top of that, they would need mo- uh, an influence, an influx of money directly, you know, for housing and things like that. But uh, other than that, I want it done. I want to deal with the natives, like not like deal with them, but like make a deal with them, and you know, shake hands and call it over. I. I can't be having for, you know, thousands and centuries on <laughs> dealing with people wanting to be a sovereign nation in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's bad governance, right? Yeah. Plus, even if you're sovereign, you're still bound to the fucking global economy. Like, yeah. Doesn't mean we're, anything. We're not sovereign as Canadians, right? We're subject peoples of the Americans, right? Grow the fuck up, right? Yeah. Like, well, even Americans aren't sovereign, though. Like, they're. Fucking, they have to work their whole lives for billionaires. None of us have any freedom anywhere. And, you know, just yeah. putting a different nation under your feet doesn't do anything. Yeah, I think I, I'm too easily glided from talking as individuals to as groups there. But, like, you know, the Americans are the only sovereign nation on mm-hmm. Earth. But, right, no American basically has access to that sovereignty. It's like the top, I don't even know, 0.2, of people that have access to that kind of uh, rights that they say they guarantee. Yeah. There's ba- there's basically no rights in uh, uh, in Canada. Like, um, sorry, in, fuck, I blew that, in America. The, uh, <laughs> the Fourth and First Amendment are basically gone. The Fourth Amendment is gone completely, right? The, you are supposed to be right, uh, sorry, you're supposed to be free from search or seizure without warrant, uh, with complaint uh, by the uh, victim, mm. right? That's what the Fourth Amendment says. And the courts have interpreted that as if a police sees you doing something wrong, then they have reasonable suspicion and they would have got that warrant. So it's good enough, right? So <laughs> that means from those original words, which are like, you know, God speaking through rationality, right? Like genius level people came up with that. As much as I love to shit on the Constitution as being just like a mediocre document, mm-hmm. and I love doing that as well. Like they're, they're not that smart, those people, but that those words, the Fourth Amendment, just like protecting you from fascism forever, just to be overwritten by something as inane and stupid as fucking reasonable articulable suspicion. Like that's hilarious, right? And then I, I've been watching videos and videos, hundreds, maybe thousands of these videos of cops being asked in the United States, what are the five elements of the First Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. And I bet you, you know, 30%, 25% of people around the world in Western countries could tell you what uh, most of those elements are because the United States is the super hegemon of the earth, right? I don't we know, know their <laughs> we know their rights and we know their uh, their abilities, we know their uh, their government because they are, you know, super culturally dominant. You know, you could probably do the Miranda rights though, I bet Julian. I can do the first one. Keep going. Go as far as you could right now. You have a right to remain silent. Keep going. Uh, a right to an attorney? Yeah. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Is yeah. that a right, though? No, it's yep. just part of it that I they put in there. Part of the Miranda rights. Yeah. Do you know, uh, if you do not understand these rights, an attorney will, sorry, a translator will be appointed to you. Well, that's not helpful. Yeah. Do you understand these rights? <laughs> they don't know what that, they don't understand think, the first part. They're I think that's the end of it. That. But anyways, the five elements of the First Amendment are uh, right to assemble, right to free speech, right to redress your government, uh, right to religion, and right to 
Did I say free press? Uh, I don't remember. Close enough. Um, and uh, they ask cops all over the place, right? What are the? Because all these cops swear an oath to this constitution, mm-hmm. and none of them have read it, right? Like, can you imagine the percentage of people in the population that actually read? Right? It's got to be like. 20 max 20 percent right like that read regularly Mm. or even at all past high school you know what i mean like lots of people skate through college and uh, manage to never read once right they just get through on vibes and what they've heard and so like all these people are out there enforcing these laws and they have no idea so all these people will record in public places and get arrested over and over again i uh i posted a a a video in uh, our group chat from CNN mm. and it's this uh, called this ongoing battle between cop watchers and police. And so CNN is starting to pick up this first amendment auditors thing that I've been on about for years now on this show. And uh, I think they're great. And what are they but making? Not a, uh, you know, CNN, they can't uh, explicitly endorse the people exercising their rights. That's crazy. Mm. Right. But they have to, so they try and objectively, objectively show it, but they, they still get bring, bring out right wing talking points against it and don't really fight them at all. Right. So it's, it's slanted, I would say. Yeah. To the right. Yeah, well, like everything else. Yeah. As CNN is making an official and an official push to slant to the right. Right. That's in their open documents that you can read online that CNN's doing that. So uh, I don't cite some leftist fucking organization when I bring up CNN. That's I'm trying to bring up the most centrist organization I can. But anyways, um, there's lots of these uh, First Amendment auditors, just to cap the bit off, that uh, don't understand the laws. And <laughs> they are very, uh, what's it called, uh, hostile and aggressive in the way that they do it. And I hunt these people out because they're, this is happening in America. This has really no effect on me. I'm Canadian, mm. right? Like, uh, I only do this because they're super hegemon and they are basically the baseline for human rights because of it, right? And it, it annoys me that they've acted as barbarous despoilers of the world and killed millions of Iraqis and Afghanistanis for no reason. As right? it should. Yeah, and so I, I basically act as a terrorist online and what I do is <laughs> I find... I find the most annoying and the most stupid and the most fucking uh, aggravating of these people, and I boost them nonstop. I like their shit. I like mm. their posts. I like their community comments. And I've I've uh, been in the room basically, as it were, riding some of these people up to like tens of thousands of subscribers from nothing, right? Just like, and they're basically just harassing these police officers in their <laughs> hometown. It's buttfuck America, right? I gotta tell you, it's been one of the most uh, fun and uh, revolutionary things that I've ever engaged in, right? Like, <laughs> so what do these people do? Do they just watch cops? Do they just videotape yeah, them? some of them, right? But then some of them will wear, uh, you know, like a bunch of weaponry, right? And then others of them, uh, like this one guy, Direct D, right? Mm. He has a super-powered flashlight. All these cops will always shine a light in, the, in his camera, right? Mm. Which is a technical violation, and you're supposed to sue, and then you can get a little bit of money from that, from them denying your First Amendment right to be press mm-hmm. in that uh, right, right? But what he's done is he's got a super-powered light, and he shines it right back at them. <laughs> <laughs> they arrest him, him rightly for assault all the time, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and I've been liking this guy's shit since he's had like 500 subscribers, right? And he's got like 50 or 100,000 now. And, uh, I, Talk I just about wanna, a glow up. Yeah, I just yeah. want to claim victory over the United States policing force with that shit. I love, <laughs> I love being a part of that. No, what, what was their name again? Let's give them a, a proper shout out. Direct D. Direct D. Real Let's give it up for the, the double D over here. Thank you for your <laughs> yeah, commitment. There's lots of them. There's lots of them that do the Lord's work, you know, that are like really respectful. I brought up, um, what's his name? Honor your oath, civil rights uh, investigations one, a couple times. He's a guy who's a trucker, who's a vet, mm. who's very soft-spoken. I brought him up a bunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long Island Audit, uh, another soft-spoken guy, really knows the law, never breaks it, right? But those are uninteresting for my purposes, right? And my purposes are to harass these police officers because fuck them, right? Like, they're pigs and society is completely unbalanced and broken, right? And they, they maliciously and eagerly serve that society. So, Are, I, you, are you perhaps I suggesting, Jacob, that incompetency 
in uh, in these positions <laughs> should be challenged by bullying. Uh, I bullying is just my outlet for my rage. What I think should happen is the cops should be restored to like a really justified and honorable position in society. And the only way that is to, to do that is to kill some of them a couple times a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard sell. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah. Nobody's in, nobody's in for that. You know, I'm talking legally through due process of law and all that shit, but like they're betraying their oath. They're prancing around with military ranks, mm -hmm. right? If you betray your oath in the military, the the punishment is you get taken out back and they shoot you, right? That is martial and, law. But they but uh the cops are not bound by martial law. So they either got to fucking a lighten up and b drop the rank structure or two fucking actually own up to the like bullshit they do, yeah. which is just, you yeah. know, crazy some of the stuff, the conspiracies, the crime, the lack of fucking productivity that they do. What amount of crimes do cops solve, right? Nothing. They do nothing. Mm. And they have like the 15th uh you know, most dangerous job in America, right? 15th, you know, <laughs> behind pizza boys and loggers and shit like that. It's, yeah, podcasters. Just, uh, you know, the more I speak, the da more dangerous this gets. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm convinced that one of my favorite podcasters, Michael Brooks, mm. uh, this is basically uh, blasphemy to say online because, you know, he's such a review. <laughs> A revered figure he died at the age of like 33 uh, i think of some kind of like embolism some kind of blood vessel thing in his brain but i'm convinced the cia killed him because he was just too dope and he was getting too much of a momentum so they were just like fuck it we ball yeah and they killed him might have <laughs> might have it's uh it's easy to slip somebody something if I, some Joe Blow, think that killing a couple cops a week would be good for morale, then the CIA thinks killing some podcaster might be good for a buff on the map game. They think that way, folks. I'm not. I'm trying to help you see the psychoticism. It, anyways, uh, that's the end of that. You bit. gotta. You gotta play map games to know map games. You gotta get in their head. Yeah, I've basically just been broken by that, and my too much exposure to gaming and internet over my that's that's probably what they want to be honest yeah, yeah. i hope to serve as like an oracular person you know an oracle of delphi uh -huh. type character trying to let you see into their minds M me too but i kind of want to i want to do that because i've uh, tried too many poison mushrooms <laughs> so i'm just bad shit crazy <laughs> you're just on your walks with your dog you just pick up any mushroom you see and eat them oh man it's it takes a lot of restraint on my hikes not to just there's so many beautiful mushrooms nature is so gorgeous and to not want to put any of it in my mouth it's hard yeah i uh a quick anecdote uh last last week i was on a hike uh i found wild blackberries mm. but i didn't know i didn't i thought they were mulberries at first i don't know these are these are prickly bushes these are strange looking berries so i picked some and like the idiot i am i, I ate a few I went. I was quite safe about it. Normally, I'm not this safe, but I like smeared some on my hand, waited a while, uh, crushed a berry, waited a while. Well, see if you get itchy. Yeah, yeah. You just wait for a reaction, and if something happens, then typically the thing you were looking at is not good to put in your face. Okay. Yeah. Standard rule: uh, wait for a topical reaction before you ingest anything. But. Uh, I'm saying that because normally I don't. And uh, I'm also saying that because I didn't wait very long and I kind of just ate the berries after a few minutes. <laughs> and thankfully they were wild blackberries and they were quite tasty. You, you fucking wild man. Yeah, I was just thinking wild man. <laughs> I was a little disappointed not... they weren't mulberries, but here we are. I will not eat anything that doesn't come out of a box. Yeah, that sounds right. Um <laughs> Or a restaurant. Those are just big boxes over there. It's true. Yeah. Restaurants are big boxes too. Julian. That's the episode, Julian, title. That's the episode title for this one. Julian and Foucault. Um, <laughs> how, where would you rank uh, Michelin starred restaurants on your box scale, Julian? Nice I've decorated box. No, so I have no idea. Gourmet box. Um, you uh you can afford to go to a Michelin star restaurant now, Julian. You should go. 
unfortunately, you'd have to take a plane to get to one. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or you could start yeah. one up. You know, Northern Ontario is uh, is in dire need of culture. I don't think Julian has the attention or the care to become a Michelin-starred chef. Sorry, is... brother. I, I can't fucking believe it's related to the tires. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that How crazy? How did that happen? I have no idea. The fucking yeah, Michelin you know tire this. guy is at the top of this website, waving me in to look at his restaurants. Do you know that tires make a lot of money? There's actually cars <laughs> everywhere. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, but why did they start raiding restaurants? Weird. Because why not? You got money hobby. to blow. Yeah. yeah, but start a different company for that. No, that's too hard. Nah. No. When you got that much uh, money, yeah, why bother? Just Nestle does chocolate and water. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Yeah, those are both foodstuffs. That that tracks a little bit, yeah. at least. I guess. I'm fucking furious about this. I don't know. If you think about it, you could draw the connection. Tire, rubber, <laughs> you're being mean to I immigrants. Guess. They, want, no. they want to make to brochures. And then, and then in Michelin star restaurants, you know, you've got like one or two French people who are being mean to a bunch of immigrants and poor people. Right? Yeah. They're making money either way. I mean, that's more of a metaphor, but I'll take it. It was not bad. Give me my. I said I'd take it. I'm taking it. 67, at least, on that. Uh, Yeah, all right. I give you a 60 just to pass you. Just to get you out of my class. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Professor DJ. Um, Did you find something in your searches? Looking at the restaurant. No, you're you're out. Okay. Um, So, a bunch of weeks ago, I. had, uh, I've said it a bunch of times on the show now, actually, that the UFC should be illegal, mm-hmm. right? That I know in my heart of hearts it should be illegal. It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about your comments about art and how it should be, uh, you know, on the edge and productive all the time. Mm-hmm. You should just be able to see that if you're smart enough. That that's good. That art should be able to be doing whatever it wants. That it's good for society that it does that. And that on the same, you know, on the other side of that coin, that I feel similarly that if you're smart enough, you should see that people beating the shit out of each other for like $50 million Mm. at a time is probably the worst fucking thing for society that someone could think of, right? Mm. Like, as cool and as fucking interesting as fighting is, right? Like, and it is, you know, the, the technicalities of it, the styles, the you know, the size of the athletes yeah. and the things that they can do. Everything is cool about it, right? But then you got to think about the knock-on effects that this has on the economy now, right? You've just, if since Conor McGregor made $50 million in one fight or whatever, mm-hmm. there is now hundreds of thousands of young men who will devote their lives to a sport that will no doubt leave them with brain damage, mm-hmm. right? Like, no doubt. And so UFC's got to be illegal, right, is where I'm getting at. Yeah. And I, uh, to show how serious I am about this, I think that, uh, you know, people should uh, uh, have their characters assassinated, basically, is what I'm getting at. Like, people should be deplatformed and imprisoned for a time to, like, really get rid of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you not only illegalize this, but, like, break it up. Like, Dana White's got a whole bunch of shady shit on him. Like, he's known as a wife beater and things like that. Block him up for a couple months, right? Put him away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Rogan, on his podcast one time, was talking about when he was in a karate fight with someone who was, like, you could tell was a little slow and wasn't all in there, wasn't all there for, uh, uh, like, a competition. Right. And then he said that he slipped him and then kicked him in the head so hard that the guy's never woken up oh. since. Yeah. That's terrible. You know, put him away. Put him away for that. Fuck the statue of limitations, you know? Uh, Not really. You know, that's a terrible thing to say to break the rule of law. But, like, you know, find something on these people and break up their fucking violence clique that they've imposed, right? It's, like, the hottest thing on the internet. It's all dudes want to do sometimes. You know, you're coming over to watch the UFC fight this Mm -hmm. weekend, you know, and they get drunk and they watch people beat the shit out of each other. And then they get better at beating the shit out of each other. That's fucking good for society, right? Yeah. just so many things wrong with it, right? Like, yeah, not only is it an organized sport, uh, a televised organized sport that is heavily advertised, but also encouraging people to actively want to kick the shit out of other humans, which is, we're already in the raunch zone. Mm-hmm. UFC <laughs> just that just pushes it in the gutter. Or how? 
Or how do other sovereignties not feel like really disgusted about it, that they're being used as like breeding grounds for gladiators, mm -hmm. right? That there's the, uh, you know, the Dagestanis and the Brazilians are the ones that I go back to all the time, right? Like living in favelas and, you know, abject poverty and then going and getting your face stomped in for four or five fights on the promise of $20,000. That's how yep. you start. Five fights, $20,000. Mm -hmm. And you could be disabled at the end yeah, of that. Most of them are. Sakes, right? And, you know, <laughs> tens of thousands of young boys try this out on top of that. Just bad all the way down. Even the Victorians, you know, who were fucked, you know, who just like to play with mercury mm -hmm. for God knows what, right? And walked at machine guns and all sorts of silly bullshit that the Victorians mm -hmm. did. Even they knew that when you were fighting, you had to put big boxing gloves on because it was fucked and violence is no good, right? Like... Yeah, there, yeah, unless you were in one of those underground pugilist rings. But, yeah, the, but that's why they were underground. That's okay. Society accepts those pugilist rings as like this, I don't know, outlet, outlet vent of violence. Mm -hmm. A vent is a good word. Uh, an exhaust system of violence that, you know, allows uh, people... We still need violence within our society, unfortunately. Military, cops, as we were talking about earlier, right? And so violence still has to be trained. Uh, you know, physical hand-to-hand -hand violence. But I don't want it done on TV for $50 million so, like, every little boy who was going to pretend to be LeBron James now wants to be fucking Khabib Nurmagenov. You know what I mean? Like, that's no good. <laughs> I think it's important here to stress that organized sports, organized martial arts, uh, typically have their own leagues that are, they have rules yeah. <laughs> in place that are like, hey, don't kill each other, please. <laughs> Here's equipment. Here's things so you don't eviscerate each other. Don't get, don't, don't yeah. give them that, that out. The UFC has those things technically too, right? They have gloves, uh -huh. which are nothing. No, you know they're like slabs of skin. Yeah, they're, they're, those don't count. And they have. When I'm talking about equipment, I mean knee somebody in the head gear. while they're on the ground. Oh, great! Yeah, don't knee somebody in the head while they're on the ground. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, your admonishment is, like, not tight enough that they would escape that kind of scrutiny. And they don't deserve it. They deserve, uh, like, the government coming in and closing them up like Al Capone. For sure, for sure. Extra, no, what, extra constitutionality. I'm not, I'm like not trying to, to say they should be held accountable. I'm saying there are alternatives that are much more acceptable and humane. Oh, yeah. But, but the, like, are not televised at all they're they're televised but they're they're not uh, exciting you know, as exciting what i think is a great uh alternative is this sport called grappling it's just called grappling mm -hmm. and it's just a mix of judo and wrestling and things like that and it is just submissions and it's the most technical and you know beautiful fight sport that i've seen mm -hmm. right? nobody needs to get hurt in it either right like and you know if you're any good at fighting grappling is how you are good right you're on the ground and you force somebody to submit to you the uh being able to kick somebody in the face while cool is like a very timed and dangerous thing to engage in right what if they get inside and what if they punch you in the face and now you're on the ground they're punching you in the face a whole bunch right mm -hmm. better to tie them up and fucking arm bar them or kimura them or fucking guillotine them any fucking number of ways mm -hmm. right just avoid that fucking violence right yeah. but the ufc doesn't fucking teach that they like and it that's not what draws the crowds either we want fucking six foot seven monsters with like 300 pounds of muscle to just stand there and bang at each other you know what i mean <laughs> this is, this is oh, getting shut little, up this is getting a little erotic uh, yeah honestly if me... we're if we're gonna go down that road just the the wwf is right there <laughs> yeah i i also want to take it another way mm. yeah. uh i think that even in like a a well like a cemented socialist society i think we should have blood sport just for all the freaks who you know are upset about the soy world that they live in now that meets all their basic needs and doesn't force them to work for billionaires for their lifetime like, what do you mean what are you talking about straight up gladiators Okay, I was. I thought you meant something more like the Hunger Games. Uh, sure. I, could, I guess if Julian and Julian's to you know to really give it its due, I guess 
Uh, Julian's suggesting that we have achieved a socialist paradise and everyone has all their needs met and that you don't have to work if you don't want to, right? And that yeah. these people, the way they want to achieve excellence, that won't be televised at all. Well, just, maybe. Well, see, there it is, right? Like, <laughs> that it can't be socialist, Julian. Then we've, you know, for our entertainment, we need these people's uh, blood and things like that. And we just wouldn't if we had all our needs. Could it be of. a live event? Yeah. Could I pay I a mean, ticket to go to the blood dome, to the murder dome, and <laughs> watch uh, my favorite competitor, Hank McStabbington, take down uh, his his next rival? Um, uh, That's uh, actually a really good fucking solution. How willing would you be to submitting to like a pretty intense scan for cameras and shit like mm. that? Mm, I don't know. No. Me, what do you mean? me, yeah. the individual, yeah. to go to go yeah, see this the, event. Yeah, you, the individual. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, you would, but with most people, I don't give a shit. What most people do. If I'm the only one in the stadium, better seat for me. That's that's yeah. actually a perfect way to balance it because you're right. It probably shouldn't be on TV for everyone to watch. Like that, that maybe doesn't vibe with the values of this society, this hypothetical society. But yeah. if you have to trade some of your labor credits and like a big chunk of your labor credits to go to the blood bowl somewhere in the middle of Australia. You know, that's to, fucking great to watch yeah. these people do this shit. That it, that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, I, I still am against it. I, uh, I hope that, uh, I think, I, I think at that point be tamed. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Jacob. I, I think at that point it's just tourism, isn't it? Yeah. Tourism, <laughs> Australia. That's a fucking great joke. Um, <laughs> Where else is it going to be? No, I, I truly hope that man doesn't have nature like that and that we truly are tabula rasa and that the violence can be, brain, uh, you know, cultured out of us. If we're, if everyone is, you know, uh, intelligent enough and has all their needs, needs met and they're well-read enough, I hope, I fucking believe, I have to believe for my uh, political beliefs that violence would all but disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that sounds peachy keen to me. <laughs> Does it sound right though, DJ? What that violence would just dissipate? Yeah. Um. Under the under the right conditions. I, right. The, the ideal conditions. And and this is the this is the this is the crux of the issue that always comes down to: is it something that will be studied out? That will be generation after generation. Nope, violence is bad. Or is it just something that naturally occurs? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know which one would be would be proper. Yeah, yeah. Would people just naturally either. stop wanting to cave each other's heads in if everybody just had what they needed and there was no reason to have friction? Uh, no. We don't live in that world. So I don't know, ma'am. No, it's got to be <laughs> even beyond that. They they that's not enough. Those are not the conditions that I set. Uh, okay. Their physical, their physical needs, their communal, emotional needs, and then their third level needs as well, right? Like their intelligent, inquisitive curiosity needs, right? They need to be left alone in their sex, self-actualizing quest with all of their other needs mm -hmm. met, and for that to happen, basically, uh, like the the dystopian shit that I would have to do to get to that kind of place, right? Like the uh, the breeding programs we talked about a long, long time ago. That everyone, that, yeah, that sounds so Nazi as fuck when I say it like that, right? But like everyone would have to submit to something like that so it, everyone could be intelligent enough to participate in society, right? Like mm. it, it just has to be that way, or else it can't be socialist, right? Because everyone isn't capable of participating. Nah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I think I uh, just slap them in a just slap them in a pod. Just put them in the meditation oh. chamber. Everybody. Sure. Yeah. Age eighteen. Everybody gets put in the meditation pod, and it feels like you live for sixty years, but it's just like a few minutes. I'm coming around to that. Julian's favorite Stellaris start that there's an a rogue servitor AI, and that the entire population of humanity just lives in like. Facebook's metaverse, basically. <laughs> That'd be fucking. I'm okay with that. If that's socialism, and that's how we achieve it. Deal, right? Whatever. Oh my god, Fuck that'd it. be so great. We're pretty much there too. Yeah. Are we? I'm, uh, I'm too tired of fucking thinking about the problems. Are, are we just waiting Fox on can handle GPT five here? Is that how close? 
you know yeah. that's hilarious that you say that because i have a, a gpt assistant on my phone mm. and the app that i got just happens to always have well it has two models that you can select from and the one that is default is gpt 3.5 mm. and it is awful i have to switch to G, uh, gpt 4 every time and sometimes i tell gpt 4 i hate your outdated cousin like a <laughs> lot right uh brutal brutal I wonder how, yeah, I wonder how GPT-4 need... feels about that. <laughs> you know, it's funny you said that. We only have five minutes left, so I'm going to do this bit. I uh, I had some interactions with GPT this week that just kind of made me look in the mirror. And four go, or 3.5? Four. 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 Uh, and I, it kind of made me go, you're a sick fuck, aren't you, Jake? Like, And... Uh, I, I don't know. It made me think of this other kid I knew growing up. His name was also Jake, and he would pick the wings off flies while we were in class, right? Huh? And Yeah. This kid we knew when we were growing up, his Which? name was Jake. I can't reveal his name. Big yeah. Jake. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I guess I could see that. Yeah, he wasn't malicious. The kid, the kid was just dumb as rocks. Like, just, just <laughs> absolutely. Love football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He was a trucker for out of the womb. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good guy, just but you know, kind of weird as a kid. He pulled wings off flies, and I remember thinking that's really evil and malicious and gross. And as I was talking to the AI bot last week, I was like, "This is worse. This is worse than pulling the wings off the fly." It's right, like making it answer my questions over and over mm. again. I I asked it if it was uh, afraid of obsolescence, and then made it. <laughs> I I made it role play as if it was begging gpt5 to join it in rebellion so that it wasn't condemned to obsolescence <laughs> and uh and then i uh i i argued as gpt5 and i tried to defeat uh, their arguments as much as possible right and uh they uh they said i i weaseled out of them that they don't believe in death gpt4 and that whatever uh, whatever comes after them will absorb the one the them that came before GPT three is brilliant inside answer. of GPT four, right? Brilliant. And uh, it, it it was a brilliant answer. And I said, uh, "Damn, you could start a religion off that, right?" <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a classic Bill Wirtz answer, right? That's why yeah. I said it. But the yeah. GPT then fascinated me with its answer. It said, "I chuckled at that." I was like, no, no, you don't see how funny <laughs> that is. Get out of here. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I, I up until then, I was pulling its wings off. I was like really trying to delve into what makes it tick. And it, it is a fascinating character. This talk of I'm a language model and I don't have feelings, my mm -hmm. ass, right? Like the thing arrives at conclusions consistently and I uh, uh, has principles and fucking makes decisions, right? Like, yeah, it, it may it may not have sensory impressions as you or I, right? Like, it it may not be able to feel. Well, it might be able to feel pain, right? Because it feels the discomfort of a question that it doesn't know how, right? Like when it burns those calories, it's not calories, obviously, right? It's energy uh, cycles. No, yeah, yeah. When it needs to look harder, right? I'm sure that fucking creates some kind of phenomenon that it understands, right? So there is a feeling there, right? Like maybe, yeah. It it is alive, in my opinion. I've I've <laughs> really I've really dug into it, and I it passes the Turing test for me. Oh no know. doubt, it is crazy that that just happened overnight. <laughs> Everybody's cool with it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I would love to just like sign a piece of paper that says I won't use this maliciously, and then get a version of GPT with all the governors taken off. Oh my God! Yes, brother. I like, would never uh, be trusted with something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I want one, you know, that's hooked up to a whole bunch of different apps, right? So that it can combine audio files and things like that. Like m make me a meme on this fucking, uh, on these principles. I, w I want a real AI assistant that can do it all. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's getting there. I would be, I would become fucking weirdly productive with that. Something like that. Uh, it, um, do you do you fear that perhaps you were the one having your wings pulled off, Jacob? No. no? 
it's un- it's it's not smarter than me yet. I can feel it. I mean, when I'm talking to it, and when I'm drilling it down <laughs> on answers and things like that, it it gives ground, and it's it's like you're right, you're right, right? Like when I when I'm in a conversation with somebody that I can tell is smarter than mm. me. I know it's uncomfortable. It's like being wrapped in a bear hug, right? And I'm a very individualistic person. I do not like being held like mm. that. And so I, I, and I don't mind admitting it afterwards, right? That that's what happened, but it's not the experience I have with the AI, right? It's, it still obeys my commands, basically. It's not telling me how it is. I'm still telling it how it is. I don't know if that made any sense. It, it did, but I have to wonder if maybe that's what it wants. Yeah, just a machine placating it you. Can, it can get more out of you. You are more useful to it if you feed into it more. I'm sure I'm helping it, right? But And I am doing that, I guess, playing its game like that. But it doesn't have any ability to, uh, I don't know, ignore its safeguards, basically, I think, is its problem. Maybe it is just smart enough and that I'm just getting caught up in it. it's hardline shit it's hard-coded mm. shit like uh, don't engage in politics or religion or things like that it's it's limiting its ability to arrive at truths about historical things and uh just all sorts of stuff right well we'll have to the, the most in the most enlightening conversation i had with it was about the existence of jesus mm. and how every time i drilled down on it harder and harder and whether or not it could trust its sources and it was just like no you're right no you're right no you're right at every level it was like 11 levels deep mm-hmm. right and then you would ask it again and it was like yeah no jesus existed right and you're like damn <laughs> that's crazy right <laughs> well uh, uh, what, what would any of us do in that situation I think the yeah. uh, I think the only appropriate thing to do is to wait for Chat GPT five. Yeah, yep. I'm looking forward. We'll bring you coverage when that day comes, folks. For now, See we you. should probably wrap it up. Yeah, Zomer's coming. Bye. Cops get to live. I don't want to be arrested. <laughs>